Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. In this episode, we will be reviewing The Space Between Us, Rings, and we will be doing a new segment called Does It Hold Up? Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. If you did not notice, again in our intro, we do not have Ozzy with us today. I know tears just streaming down everybody's faces. Everyone's so sad about that. Um, I, it's a great tragedy, right? It, it really is. But, but, um, we do have something for everybody that I think, I think, well, people will enjoy. I really do. We have joining us today. Well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't even say your name. Maybe I should let your intro. Speak for itself. Here we go. After seeing the way Ryan Gosling tickled the ivories in La La Land, made me want to be a piano. Sexual arousal. I just don't believe in science. I know it's not exactly legal, but huge advocate for fear and scheme. <laughs> I'd like to become an arsonist. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm cool with murder. I don't see a problem with that ethically. <laughs> so if you could not tell from the intro, joining us today is the one and only Bobby Whitehouse. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be here. <laughs> Two things. One, um, lots of clarification on the things said in that intro. Um, Carlos said, I want to get recordings of you saying a bunch of bad things. I didn't say bad. <laughs> you did. You said reckless and bad. And so Eli and I went to his room and we recorded it. Second... Here at Screenfellows, we pride ourselves on professionalism, so we're very sorry about that mix-up. Carlos will be on top of it next time. <laughs> what, the mix-up with the song? Yeah. They probably won't even know what happened until you just said that, because I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> well, you have to tell me that. <laughs> it's all right. Whatever. Part of professionalism is communication. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have to work on our communication skills. Who Who's in charge of... Um, Eli. Eli. Eli is, Eli's failing at his job Eli right now. is interdepartmental communications. Yep. Eli needs to take care of that. He needs to get on it. <laughs> So, we'll, we'll put it on Eli. He's escaped yeah, on this situation. It's on Eli. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, we are going to start out um, for this episode. We are going to review the space between us. Or is it a space between us? It's the, it doesn't matter. It's it's just there's space and it's between them. And it's... it's, it's, it's I wish there was more of it between me and the movie. <laughs> um, for a little background on this whole <clears throat> um, space between us situation here... Bob really did not want to see this movie. Like, I really did not want to see it. Um, and he was glaring at me, like, the entire time. And I'm like, you have to do it for the show. It's not like I want to torture you. Um, so, did this movie live up to your um, very small expectations? No. <laughs> it was it was everything I didn't want it to be. <laughs> it was so bad. I'll, here's backstory. Carlos, Elon, and I went to see The Accountant. And we saw trailers, and I'll admit, if I see a trailer in theaters, there's a good chance I'm going to want to go see it. Just, it's big, so I'm like, it looks good. I leaned over to him when we saw the trailer for Space Between Us, and I said, this looks like the worst movie. I, I refuse to go see it. So, fast forward a couple months, Carlos says, hey, Bob, Ozzy can't be on. Do you want a guest host? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'd love to. Anything for the brand. 
Little did I know that anything for the brand meant going to see the one movie I refused to see. <laughs> but that being said, I'm I'm a company guy, so I did go and see this god awful movie. Oh man. Um. So yeah. To so for my experience with the trailer, I actually for the first like half of the trailer, I was like, this is kind of interesting, right? Like, I mean, okay, the concept of somebody being born on Mars, right, and then them wanting to go back to Earth and not being able to because of not being used to the atmosphere and the gravity that that seems interesting to me so i was just like okay and then it starts to slowly turn into this kind of ya like love story and i'm just like oh my gosh this looks so bad and then the title happens and you're like the space between us or whatever and i'm just like oh my it's wordplay this looks horrible you can't hate you can't hate the wordplay <laughs> um and this is a bad movie it really is but, mm-hmm. as always, we're going to, even though Ozzy is gone, we're still going to stick to our normal kind of schedule of things. We are going to start with our positives. So, Bob, you really were struggling here. You were telling mm-hmm. me you were struggling. Yeah. But what did you come up with? Um, first of all, fantastic <laughs> cinematography. Um, I couldn't get past it. It's just the... <laughs> I'd have to disagree, but sure. <laughs> um, I would say Gary Oldman was fine. And, an average Gary Oldman one, um, yeah. The mom from Spy Kids, she was okay. <laughs> they did the best with what they were given. Uh-huh. It's one of those movies where, like, they were good, but the the script was just so bad. Yeah. That you could tell they were trying. It's one of those movies that lets you know they're great actors mm-hmm. because of how bad this was, but you're still like, they did all right. <laughs> I guess. Like, um, and also, the doctor from Jurassic World, he did well. Uh, who was he again? Um, he was the NASA guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. For those wondering, the Asian. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, we don't have Ozzy. Ozzy's normally our um, get the names of the actors guy. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> but... the mispronounced the names of the actors guy. Okay. And <laughs> I know shots. I know where my strengths are, so I'm not going to go ahead and mispronounce <laughs> something and uh, misinform the listeners. Ozzy, if you're listening, which who knows, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Who knows? But if you're listening, I apologize for Bob's comments. <laughs> I take nothing back. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway. What about your positive? Okay, I will say, um, Asa Butterfield, I believe that's who it was. Um, I, he was, he wasn't bad. I didn't. I thought he was. Okay. I, I don't know. I didn't, I personally did not think he was bad. But, um, there's some other performances in the movie that we will get to. Jeez. Uh, and there's one key component to this movie that we haven't talked about yet. And I think you know what we're talking, where we're going to get to. But we'll get there. Um, Asa Butterfield is fine. Like I said. Uh, everybody else, you mentioned Gary Oldman, the mom from Spy Kids. They're okay, whatever. They they don't really have much to do. They they're ne- they don't give bad performances or anything like another movie we're going to talk about. But um, we'll talk about in rings. There's oof, that, that movie's filled with bad performances. But again, we'll get there. Um, th- that's all fine. To me, the strength of this movie is the first act of it. Because for the first act, I know you were snickering at some dialogue, whatever, and there's definitely, we'll get into some problems with the first act, because there's still some problems with it. But for the first act, it was what I saw in the first part of the trailer, you know? When it's like, it's this interesting thing of a guy, a kid being born on Mm -hmm. Mars, and that kind of concept, and that still intrigued me. So I was still kind of engaged with that. Um, It's just... And even even his first couple scenes on Earth, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I honestly thought after the first scene with him and the girl, I was like, they actually have some decent chemistry together. So maybe this could actually end up being kind of cute or whatever. 
it, it takes a turn, but um, the, basically the first act and even a little bit of the second half act, I honestly didn't have too much of a problem with the overall the overall movie, you know? There are some parts, there are some things here and there that we'll get to, but overall I didn't have an issue with the first act, you know what I'm saying? I know you probably disagree mm-hmm. heavily, but yeah. um, do you want to just get into negatives? Yeah, I <laughs> okay, think that'll re- be easier. what I'm saying with... Rebut with, what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, first act, it the twist at the end was given away yeah. oh, in yeah. the first five minutes. Okay, yeah. So clearly first act on top of it. Predictable... The A plot and B plot of this movie were extremely predictable. Yes, definitely. Um, I knew it was going to be garbage when the line... This isn't a spoiler because it's not important. When the line, courage is fear that said its prayers. When um, the astronaut mom, I refuse to know her name. I remember it, but I refuse to say it. Um, when she said that, I I knew it was going to be an awful movie, and we wasted money. <laughs> um, I will agree. There's yeah. some bad dialogue in the first. Overall, act. just the whole yeah, movie has bad dialogue. Well, it's cheesy. That's the thing. It's it's really cheesy. Um, and I will say, like, as much as I didn't have a problem with overall the story, even of the first act, uh, there's some major issues. Like, it, just basic mm-hmm. filmmaking things with like production design there's like honestly and this is maybe a problem with me as a viewer because i'm sitting there going the martians production design like it's academy award nominated production design and then this is like a better. green screen <laughs> What's it? Better? <laughs> I was no. joking. um it, it was truly like really bad mm-hmm. production design like with the mars it looks like they were in like a studio filming all that and you can tell um the props were horrible the the cg is there's some bad cg in this movie man and i know that's not what this movie is like about but still like you would expect competent kind mm-hmm. of things if it's in there do it well yeah Let's if you can't, out there. yeah. If you can't do it, don't put it in there. I get what you're do saying. Do your yeah. job. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, that even me who didn't have a problem as much with the first act, there's some major issues with it. So, oh, definitely. Um, um, do you want to move into the second act? And my the biggest issue with this movie for me. Go ahead. It's the girl. Okay. Yeah. She is. That's horrible. what I was going to bring up. It is number one. The character <clears throat> is. Um, it's it's an unbelievable character. And an unlikable character. It's an unbelievable character that we've seen a thousand times in a thousand movies. Yeah, that's true. It's basic, but at the same time, like, she does things that are like, no person her age is going to be doing any of this crap, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, like, she's unlikable. She's unlikable as a person. And that's when you have a a problem when you make a lead, especially a romantic lead, unlikable. Because then you don't understand why the other person likes them. So it's like, you can't relate to this story at all. And... They they have okay chemistry. That's that first scene together. I thought yeah. I thought there could be something here, and then it just gets so dumb. The story gets dumb, and that's a whole other issue. But her performance is so it's mm-hmm. really bad. Yes. It really is. It was bad. And here's the problem with her character. They took every cliche character type that you're supposed to care about, like um, a foster child, someone with a deadbeat parent. Yeah. Someone who wants to make it big and leave their small town as a musician. Mm-hmm. They put that all in. They put all the depressing character traits that you're supposed to feel so sorry for and want mm-hmm. them to succeed. They put it all in this one character that you just you don't want to deal with because yeah. it's so bad. Mm-hmm. 
And also, I loved the cliche of how she has a motorcycle, so she had to have a leather jacket and aviator's sunglasses. <laughs> like, you can't oh, make man. a movie with a motorcycle without that. It, it was, I, she was. It was a bad character, and that's the thing. I don't want people to think we're conflating the two: bad character and bad performance. But it was both. It, it was really both. was. Yes. Would it be too much for me to criticize her song that she like wrote? Come on, she wasn't bad. <laughs> I think it was. The lyrics way too basic, and two, the piano. I've never had a formal lesson in my life. I play better than that. I really do. You're ridiculous. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Is, do you have any other... I mean, look, okay. We said it's predictable because yeah, it you predictable. can tell what's going to... And, mm-hmm. look, I'm not one to criticize something being predictable because sometimes I just think that's a product of us yeah. having seen so many movies. Is, but look, when it's We're big that, brains. When it's that predictable where you mm-hmm. can tell at the beginning of the movie, that's yeah. a problem. There, There's two problem. types of predictable. Like, one where it's still a good story... And not everyone's going to be like, oh, this, this is it. There's there's big brain predictable where you have to be a smart person, just a genius, who's going to be able to be like, okay, yeah, like, Bruce Willis was Spoilers, one of those people. Spoilers, man. It's been like 20 years. Don't get me started. It's been 20 I'm, years. I'm going to beat it's that out. It's the most common joke in the world. And then there are spoilers where, like, a toddler is going to be in there and figure it out, and that's this movie. Mm-hmm. That's how poorly written it was. Yeah. And also, none of the jokes really landed. Uh, there I, were some... I only laughed at how bad the movie was. Not any of the jokes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, get, I, I guess. You're right. There are some, there's some humor that do, just does not work. But then there's some that I'm just like, eh, whatever. And their relationship is the crux of this movie, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. And, good lord, they move fast. <laughs> I... Here's my theory. His... <laughs> the fact that he's from Mars and possibly dying Stockholm Syndromed her into love. Okay. <laughs> I think that's definitely a possibility. So that's a fair possibility. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's some really bad and stupid plot, plot kind of elements to it. And then there's, like I said, just really silly on screen things. Like when they're running, it just looks so fit. Like their, the, their legs yeah. go like six inches apart. Yeah. Which that's how I run. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. There is. It's not right. <laughs> but their arms go as far out as possible. Yeah. Like if you've ever seen a still of the Flash running, yeah. and how his <laughs> arms are all the way out there, that's what it's like. But their legs look like they're standing. <laughs> Uh, if you think we're criticizing way too much for that, um, if you see the movie, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Just trust us. And if you've seen anyone run, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, let's move on. I guess you want to do our ratings now? Or do you have anything else? No, we can stop there. <laughs> all right. Um, do you, what are you going to rate this movie? I'm afraid, man. Uh, let's say 3.4. You're actually higher than me. Mm. I'm a nice person. <laughs> I, I'm at a three out of ten. It's it's a bad movie. Okay. It really is. Um, it, and I gave it a point six for that soundtrack. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so that was our review um, for the space between us. The space. The let's go with the a slash the space between us. <laughs> it depends. U S U K. That's actually possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's move on to Rings, the sequel or second sequel, because there was a Rings 2, or Ring 2, but... That's also a US-UK thing. 
<laughs> but um, it's actually the original The Ring is a remake of a Japanese horror movie. So based on a book, this is just a bastardization of this entire thing. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, rings. We're gonna do a little some, something a little different for this review. Um, so if you don't know what's going on, hey, whatever. <laughs> so, um, Bob, what did you think of Rings? Johnny Galecki was the professor in this movie, and he also plays a science guy in The Big Bang Theory, which, to me, is the most repetitive, joke-lacking show in the history of television, because after the first season, you watch the second, and it's the exact same plot. Again, and then third, fourth, fifth. I don't know how they've been renewed for 15 total seasons. (laughs) It blows my mind. But Johnny Galecki was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I, I think the performances, uh, there's there's definitely some awful ones in here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there, there's a couple in there that you're like, it's okay. But to me, the strength of this movie is the mythology that's set up from the original movie. Yeah. Um, the, the mythology is kind of, it's it's still there. And it, mm-hmm. they actually go more in depth with it. Yeah. And I was like, I was intrigued with that, you know? Like, they... And they get more into it in the second act and the mm-hmm. la- latter half of this movie. But once they get into it, I'm just like, okay, that was cool. Now, does it take a while to get there? Yeah. Good Lord, it takes a while to get there. But once they actually start touching on the story and going more into this world that they built, I was like, okay, I can buy into that. So, I, I don't know. What, what, what other positives do you have, Bob? Well, just like other mythology, um, Icarus, he flew to the sun in these wings that he made. And I guarantee you, it took him a long time to get all the way up to the sun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, so I, I, once I, you get into the story, it's yeah, really worth I it. I feel like you're saying, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then my only other positive, really, is that there were some decent moments of tension. Mm-hmm. There were moments when I was like, ooh, okay. Like, they're, they're, like you can feel, oh, she's coming after them, yeah. so you're on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. But it's not, they're kind of few and far between, but when they do hit, there are some good moments there. Yeah. Some and good in relatively. <laughs> yeah. I thought, let's talk about Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay. <laughs> Stevie Wonder claims to have been blind his whole life. I don't buy it. There's a lot of research and evidence gone into this. Um, he took a picture of Michael Jackson, Daryl Dawkins, now dead, I think part of a cover-up. He was there, and he went on record saying it was a perfect photograph. Impossible for a blind man to do. One time he was performing with Paul McCartney, who knocked over a mic stand. Stevie Wonder caught it. Can't do that if you're blind. But Vincent D'Onofrio plays a blind man very convincingly in this movie. Yeah, so let's go into negatives. Um, The dream sequences is where I want to start. Or the kind of... They're not really dream sequences or quote-unquote visions, but it just... they establish very early once well, again once we not early but once we get into it they establish that these are visions right yeah that are happening through these horror elements it takes all the tension away all those good moments of tension or not all of them most of the good moments of tension are t- completely flat because you know it's not real you can't do that and I hate when movies do that and horror movies do it often and it's unfortunate um, because it really really just sucks away all the energy from those moments of tension that should be entertaining, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I will I also... Uh, going back, swinging back to um, your first kind of positive there. Um, the performances, man. And we mentioned this in The Space Between Us. 
there are some truly awful performances in this movie. And I think it starts with the casting, because the boyfriend, he, I'm, I'm telling you, this guy looks like he's in his mid-30s. And he's supposed to be playing a guy right out of high school going to college, a mm-hmm. freshman in, in college. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And he's not a good actor. The girl's not a good actor. I don't know what accent she was doing. Is that her accent? I don't I know. don't think you can fabricate that accent. <laughs> I think that's just what's wrong with her mouth. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. And that might make me a horrible person. Yeah, we could be horrible people for judging that. <laughs> yeah. But it's her fault for speaking <laughs> weird. What? Okay, but... We can't control that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know, that didn't work for me, um, it, it's just, uh, I, I don't know, the performances were just all across the board, yep. it's not just her accent, it's just her performance overall, she's not good, and I'm sorry, but it, it just feeds into the cliche that horror movies, they throw in those nobody actors for no reason, but, yeah. Let's go into one performance okay. that I thought was actually the worst, by someone who was probably in the movie the least. Okay. Um, Julie Taylor, this is my hot take. A lot of people say Lila Garrity was the most hateable character on Friday Night Lights. I disagree. I think it was Julie Taylor. She was a brat. She didn't understand her dad's got the whole town on his back with this football team, even when he moves over to East Dillon to fix that program. Mm -hmm. Her mom is the principal of a school, but then she also becomes the guidance counselor. There's this whole thing with that one girl Tim Riggins is friends with when she gets pregnant... So Julie Taylor was easily the most hateable character on this show because she was so self-centered through everything, even through Matt Saracen's dad's death. It was just so obvious that she was the most hateable character, and yet again she was bad in rings. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then, this is really my last thing, I guess. I mean, well, first of all, I will also mention, and again, I don't want to conflate the two, but they again, in this movie, they go hand in hand. The characters make such dumb decisions in this movie. And I know, it gets another horror cliche, and that's what this is. It's a cliche. It's a giant cliche. That's what this movie is. Um, but the ending of this movie is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> like, yes. It's so stupid. You're like, really? Like, this is what we're going to do? Especially, and we had just watched Ring, The Ring, um, before Most we wa- of The Ring. Well, yeah, you watched. I had a situation. You had to step out, Um, but we watched most of the ring for yeah for you. Um, And the thing with that movie is that you you buy into kind of the characters and the progression of her decision making. The main character Mm -hmm. played by Naomi Watts, who, by the way, great performance in that movie. She was good. Why don't we? Why don't we have good actors in these movies? Uh, But. Um, Because they're busy starring in movies about uh, Princess Diana. No. Um, so, just the characters make dumb decisions. The whole investigation thing, which they do go and try to investigate this thing, that that thing, and that's why I kind of love the first one. It's the whole in- intrigue and mystery of it all. That takes so long to get going. It's just... And ultimately, this movie really is just an amalgamation of a couple of different popular horror movies from last year, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned a blind guy in this movie. There is a horror movie with a blind guy. Uh, yeah. Don't breathe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And there's another one that I really sat in this movie and I was like, that literally seems like it's from this other movie. And I can't think of it now. But um, it, it's just really an amalgamation of a bunch of different things. And I, I it's just lazy. I'm, that's, yeah. I don't know. Um, lazy, do you have anything else, Bob? It was a lazy movie. 
And the characters clearly make bad decisions, just like another guy who makes bad decisions, Mr. Roger Goodell. The way he handles the NFL and other issues, what does he do? He spends two years trying to persecute a guy who may or may not have known about footballs that may or may not have been deflated when he's got players doing drugs and performance-enhancing drugs. Many players who are getting arrested for domestic violence, what does he do? Oh, slap on the wrist. Not even going to look into it. He doesn't even watch the videos that are leaked. He doesn't pay attention to that. He doesn't care about that. He's too busy trying to take down a great man, Tom Brady, when he should be out there trying to make a difference, saying, look, we're the NFL. We're role models. He could be saying, look, if you do domestic violence, you don't get to, you don't get the privilege of playing this game. He makes so many poor decisions, like banning barstool sports from media a day, from Radio Row. He's infringing upon their American right to freedom of press, assembly, and speech because they were going to be guests on Pro Football Talk, but because he banned them, they weren't allowed on. That's infringing upon American birthright, Roger Goodell, and that's a poor decision, just like the ones that Julia made in Rings. <laughs> All right, Bob, what is your rating for this movie? It was I'll give it higher than A slash the space between us. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go 5.9. Okay. All right. I'm lower than you. I'm at a 4.9. Again, I'm a very kind person. <laughs> um, it's it's not a good movie. Well, it's one of those that you can't... You it depends what? on the day whether you decide if it's good enough for you to go see right, or gonna, if it's a bad movie. I'm going to give it the five. I'm going to give it the five. I, I think it's a forgettable movie. It just really is. There's some really bad things in it, but there's enough there with the mythology, especially if you care about this franchise at all or the original movie at all. Mm-hmm. I think there's enough there that you'll be entertained, and yeah. there's some good moments of tension. So that kind of balances out in some respect. Yeah, it's one of those movies that you're cool with, like going and hanging out with your friends, having it on. Yeah, you can like make a comment, and someone will be like, "Oh, dude, did you hear this?" And like you can tell a story through it, and you don't really care about the plot. Yeah. It's one of those. I feel you. All right, so now we are going to move on to a new segment that is very Bob-centric. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, but we had been talking about this segment for quite a while, mm-hmm. actually. Um, we had been wanting to do it, and we, we didn't know quite when we could do it. We didn't know when we could fit it in because all this Oscar stuff has been coming up. So, um, which we'll get into a little Oscar stuff after this. But <clears throat> um, what... Why don't you explain this segment, Bob? Okay, what we're doing... Because I'm a huge fan of cartoons. Um, huge part of my childhood, also my adulthood so far. Um, Carlos said, why don't you go back and watch the cartoons from when we were kids that, and see if they still hold up? Because, you know, a lot of times you like to go back and say, oh, yeah, dude, Fairly Odd Parents was on. I was watching that. What we're trying to do here is save you time. Are you going to go back and watch Cat Dog? And find out it was bad? Or are you going to go back and find out it was good? We're going to let you know now so you don't waste that time. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, Bob, which what's the first cartoon that you're going to talk to us about today? Okay, the first one is one that you actually asked me to watch. Which I was willing to because I watched it as a kid. Um, Fillmore. Yes. For those who don't remember, it's about... A multi-ethnic safety patrol team. No, that's very important because for a children, yeah, for a children's show, they do deal with a lot of race relations. As a kid, you're not going to watch it and be like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, it's definitely about race." But mm-hmm. like watching now as 20, 21 year old, we can see, oh yeah, this kind of does mimic like what's going on in society. It's a way for kids to subconsciously understand. 
But the plot really checks out. Like, it makes sense. It's not super predictable. Like, A slash the space between us. It's like Law and Order for Kids. I texted you that the day I was watching. I was like, dude, you seriously need to check it out. It definitely holds up. It may be better now that we can understand it. Okay, so do you think you don't think it was on the nose at all with the kind of political slash social commentary? Anyone who knows me knows I hate political commentary, politics in general, and I hate heavy-handed messages in movies. Mm -hmm. I I thought it was fine. Okay, I thought it was really good. That's good. Um, And then I remember actually having this issue with the show when I watched it, and I loved the show. Okay, only ran for like two seasons, right? Yeah, two or three. That's kind of sad, but. Uh, even when I watched it, I don't know if I had an issue with it, but I noticed it that it was very kind of formulaic. Like, yeah, they would there would be a crime or whatever, then they'd catch somebody, and it wouldn't be the right person, and then they'd go and have to catch the actual person. Correct. It, did they that were always you? wrong once, and I liked it because it kind of taught kids and me, <laughs> okay, that it's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. All right, yeah, that's awesome. So it definitely holds up. I would definitely recommend watching it, like, next time you're sick at home or just don't want to go to class. Okay. Yeah, I I, I have been curious, because that's one that I was like, what is that show? I couldn't even remember the name. And then Yeah, I, you text yeah. me, you're like, what was the one about the black kid on the safety patrol? <laughs> and I was like, uh, Google black kid safety patrol. <laughs> Fillmore. Yeah. So, um... I don't know. I, I definitely, I, I want to go back and watch it. it. All right. Yeah. So what's an, the other, or you, we did three. You right? wanted me to do three. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. What's the second I'm going to, this is a hot take because everyone loves it so much. They're making a feature length movie of it coming out soon. Okay. But I don't think it holds up. Hey, Arnold. Really? We all, yeah. We all remember it as this kid with big dreams, aspirations, great friends, just a zany cast of characters. Uh, we all remember his grandpa his grandmother, all the immigrants who lived in their yeah. tenement home, essentially. Let's be honest, that's what it was. Yeah. It was like a 1920s tenement home. <laughs> okay. And so we all remember that. Like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, they got in so many adventures. Like, when they made the big pizza, um, when Arnold and Gerald decided not to go do their parts in the school play, we were like, wow, these guys, they're revolutionaries. They're renegades. But watching back now, it's just... It's boring. Really? It's a waste of time. It's really just a show you'd only watch if you're babysitting a kid who wanted to watch it. It's just, it's not as good as we remember. See, I was never a huge Hey Arnold guy. I, watched... I was. Okay. Those were That's my curious. favorite um, cheese nips. Because remember they had the <laughs> yeah. different yeah. cartoon flavored. I always had to get Hey Arnold. That's interesting. Because I was not... I, I wonder what I would think of it now. I mean, I guess if I didn't like it now... Like, you might like it because right, it's not very like... funny. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um... I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just ne- never. It was never something that I was like uh, drawn to. I mean, I I recognize it because then they call him like football head or something. Yeah, football head. Yeah. So I re- I remember things like that, um, and I remember the girl being Helga ugly. <laughs> um, and that's no, offense. Much it. <laughs> no offense. No yeah. offense. Cartoon. <laughs> Yet again, another diverse cast. <laughs> okay. Um, but I would say don't watch it unless you're busy doing something else. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know. So, what what other... Okay, the third yeah. and final cartoon we're going to review is one of my personal favorites. Okay. I, I've gone on record so many times saying it has the greatest theme song in the history of cartoons. DuckTales. 
Okay. What I like about it is each episode is a part of what could put be put together into a full movie, or like an hour and a half movie. So it's like part one, two, three, four, five, where they go and try and find some guy's gold. Mm-hmm. And then they go to space in one and stuff like that. There's a great cast of characters. I know what you're thinking. Huey, Dewey, Louie, aren't they the same? Aren't they similar as triplets? No, you can see they each have their own personalities and traits that they bring to the table. Scrooge McDuck, we meet him. He's a horrible guy. Selfish, only obsessed with money. But through his relationship with these kids, he comes to have a heart and care for them and learn empathy and sympathy and things like that. Just human emotions. So it's a very deep show for children, but not on the surface. Okay. The surface is just wacky shenanigans and mess arounds mm-hmm. that are so much fun to watch. So it's not just the slapstick kind of thing that I No. Do. Okay. No. So the, there's I, there's a lot of clever jokes in there too. <laughs> is it is it those is it that thing where it's like dirty humor that kids don't get and then you go back and watch and you're like, oh my gosh. Not a ton. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Not, so not I highly recommend minds. it. I'm super excited for the I don't know if you call it a remake or a reboot, but they're mm-hmm. doing a new one. On Disney XD, I think coming out pretty soon, yeah. um, starring Danny Pudi, Ben Schwartz, and Bobby Moynihan as Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, very excited for that, but definitely mm-hmm. go back. If you're looking for an old cartoon to watch, definitely watch DuckTales. All right. Definitely. That that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the second one will We'll do it again. Yeah. We'll see. Bob judging his own segment already. Sounds about right. Um, All right. Well, we're going to... We're doing great on time right now. So, let's... Shout out Jordan Nickerson. All right. So, so now we can say that we give him a shout out. Maybe he'll actually listen. Maybe he'll listen. (laughs) Because you know what? It'll be less than an hour. Just like you requested, Jordan. All right. Um, all right. So before we wrap things up, everyone knows that you're you're a gambling guy. I'm a huge gambling guy. Clarification: I don't actually gamble. <laughs> I don't have the money to, but I love the concept and I'd love to get into the game. <laughs> um, so that being said, yes, you um, we're basically putting you in charge of our Oscar pool type thing that we're gonna do, mm-hmm. and we also set a very unique over under. Now, why don't you explain what this over-under is, and what are you going to set it at? Okay. What we're doing is putting an over-under for how many acceptance speeches at the Oscars turn political. Um, After hard-hitting journalistic research, we've determined that there will be 24 televised um, presentations, award presentations, which means there will be 24 acceptance speeches. So we're going to set it at ten and a half. Do you, take the over if you think it'll be more than ten and a half. Take the under if you think it'll be less. Unbiased. If I walk in and Carlos says, "Hey, it's ten and a half," I'm taking the over. But hey, do you? If you think, nah, they're not going to get political in this age of Trump and the Syrian refugees. <laughs> take the under. That would be a bold move. I, I, there's a lot of people on our team who are saying they're going to yeah. take the under. Actually, which, everyone but us. Yeah. I I don't know. Do you think we should make our official picks right now? Official picks? I'm, I'm taking the over. I think I'm going to go with you. You I'm know why? Take the over. We're big brains. <laughs> because, okay. 
a lot of these, especially the documentaries, a lot of them are about political type so things. So those are given. You can pigeonhole those. They're not going to come up and say, thank you. That's it. And then they'll have something to say, and just like you, their documentary did. Yeah. If you take even the SAG awards, and that's just the actors, the majority of them went mm-hmm. political. Yeah. So if, to me, it's obvious, but to each their own. And because ten and a half, that's that is a scary number, even for it's me. It's less than half, though. I know. Even for me, I was like ten. Dang. Because mm-hmm. uh, it would have to be eleven, and I'm just like, I don't know. That's a big number, but still, if you think about it, that's less than half, like you said. Yeah. And I'm not a numbers uh, guy, so that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we'll, we'll talk about some other things here. What do you think, because we're going to do an Oscar pool type thing. I don't know how much, if we'll do money, because some people are going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But, and, oh, by the way, play along with us. Tweet us out what if you're taking the over or under. Should we, we just make it know. a pool? Should we make it a poll? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. make it a poll. Make it a poll. Yeah, we'll do that. Check our Twitter and after uh, we post this yes definitely um that will be that'll be a pretty fun fall too it'll be fun yeah so as long as people vote <laughs> people vote we'll be fine people vote on the polls um but anyway like i was saying okay so we're gonna do an oscar pool what how, how well do you think people are gonna do like okay whoever wins number one who's your pick to win the oscar pool the oscar pool yeah like, as in you mean you mean like we're all gonna say who we think is gonna win everything yes. me <laughs> just like when i asked vermin supreme okay. yeah hard-hitting journalist here i interviewed vermin supreme yeah. and i asked who do you think is going to win the bachelor he said me not actually possible because the winner of the bachelor has to be a woman which by the way self-promotion check out bachelor recaps on the youtube Definitely. channel uh youtube.com slash greenfellas yep i think i'm gonna win okay i do that's not overconfidence all right so since you I think you're going to win, what I was going to ask is, who, whoever you think wins, what do you think, how many do you think they'll get right? How, how many do, you, do I think I'll get right yeah. out of 24? Since you're going to win. 18. You're going to get 18 I'm out of 24. I'm going to get 18 out of 24 right. <laughs> okay. How many do you think you'll get right? <sighs> that's a good question. I think I got about that last last year. I got about 18. It might have been even more. I, I, was re- I did really well last year. Um... So, uh, I think I could do that again. And now, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, what up you? I'm going to say 19 out of 24. I'm going to win. Going to be honest with you, you know why I'm going to win? Why? Because I knew you were going to say 19. <laughs> All right, well, we're we'll big see. brains, but I'm just a little bigger. Okay, we'll see. Um, I mean, I don't know, because now I'm actually, like, last year, I was taking educated guesses on half this crap, because I didn't see any of the shorts, I didn't see any of the documentaries. I had just seen basically the major categories, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um... But now I'm I'm booking it through this stuff, um, which I am I'm actually uh, did, did we even announce this? In the, mm-hmm. I'm a member of the National Film Board of Canada for the moment. Yes, and to one up him, I have looked into getting credentialed for the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> I'll definitely talk to Dave Portnoy about that. Um, yeah, we'll see. Viva La Stool. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's here's here's I think, another I think I'm gonna do well this year here's another reason I could completely blow it though here's another reason I'm gonna beat you I saw the OJ documentary first <laughs> what does that have to do with anything <laughs> does it have anything to do with it does it have nothing to do with it I mean it's basically I'm just like your, your head, rings though. review <laughs> we, okay here's some backstory to the rings review everyone <laughs> Carlos said hey I want you to just say some random things. <laughs> pulling back the curtain in the middle of the episode. I'm trying to get in your head. I'm a competitor. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Okay, do you have anything else you want to talk about, Bob, or do you want to end uh, this? I felt like Chaos. I covered the Goodell thing yeah. pretty well. But, uh, as always, if you watch the Bachelor recaps, fire Goodell. Um, yeah. That's... This might be the shortest episode, and that's, that's not a bad thing. I listen to the people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, th- this has been a good episode. Thanks for filling in. I would say it's been a great episode. Thanks for Anytime. filling in for Ozzy. Um... Ozzy, by the way, is not, like, dying or anything. <laughs> he's in... Last we heard, Ozzy is not dying. Fair enough. But he's in Tallahassee right now with some friends. He's actually going to miss the Super Bowl. So I'm like, dude, what, are what? You, what is wrong with you? No, 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 no. We can't say Super Bowl. You don't... You already said it on the podcast. Whatever. Yeah, because I'm sticking it to Roger okay. Goodell. He's going to miss the big game. Yep. That's the vernacular that the <laughs> NFL would like anyone to use if they're not officially credentialed. He's going to miss the Super Bowl. Thank you, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he'll be back for the next episode, hopefully. I mean, um, once again, last we heard, okay. he's not dying. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, this this is a good time. Do you want to do recommendations? I would love to. All right, what do you got? Bob? I will go ahead and recommend. This is something I don't think it's ever been recommended on this podcast. It's a stand-up special. It just came out. Um, Bill Burr's new stand-up special, Walk Your Way Out. Love Bill Burr. What's funny is he doesn't tell jokes. He just observes things and yells about them. Which, you know, he's from Canton, Massachusetts. He's a Boston guy. That's, it's what we do. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. It's hilarious. It's those observations. You're like, he's so crazy. And then you think, and you're like, he's right. Because Miles and I watched it together the other day. And we're Mm -hmm. like, he's so right. (laughs) Um, so definitely go check that out on awesome. Netflix. Um, my recommendation is definitely going to be um, this short that I watched, this animated short that I watched, and it's actually on YouTube, so very easily accessible. Um, and it's a 360 video. It's like VR. You can watch it VR. And it's nominated for Best Animated Short. And it's 360 VR. I'm just like, dang, that's impressive for something with using new technology like that. To be nominated like that. And it's actually very good. It's really touching. Um, it's called Pearl. So just look up Pearl short film on, um, YouTube, on YouTube and you should find it. Um, and it's actually really good, really touching, and kind of emotional. So I liked it. I'm not going to endorse it because Jesse ruined VR for me. <laughs> because he showed you that horror thing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, any other thing that we need to get touch on? I don't think so. Um, we already pitched, we already promoted Bachelor Recaps. Yep. All right, so, Bob. Which, stay tuned for that because we'll be announcing a special contest yes. slash giveaway slash raffle. Yes. On the next episode yes. featuring a special guest, I'll make the announcement now, featuring special guest Seth Mertz. Awesome. That's a great guest. If you don't know who he is, you will soon. He's low-key electric. <laughs> All right. Um, well, first, before you sign us out, you're going to take Ozzy's job and sign us yeah. out. Um, before you do that, where can people find you on social media? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at BWhiteHouse89 and Instagram at OldBob89, uh, diversifying that portfolio. All right. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, all at Cherry456. And also, again, screen fellows all over the place, all over social media, you can find yep. us. Bob, why don't you sign us out? Uh, don't forget to listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, which obviously you figured that out if you're hearing this. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ScreenFellows, Facebook.com slash ScreenFellows, and YouTube.com slash ScreenFellows. <laughs> <laughs>